everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I am Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to enter the library and shave just the top of our heads while we play the game of Biblios. Yes, that means books. Uh, that is, of course, <laughs> a monk reference, <laughs> not a weird <laughs> fetish thing. <laughs> Uh, Biblios is a two to four player game that uh, I'm looking at the cover right now. Just a bunch of monks with shaved heads, tops of their heads, staring at books in the library. Uh, why did they? Was it? There's got to be. A, I'm sure there's a reason for that. I never really understood it. Um, it's weird. I don't know. But it really could not get hung themed. up on that. <laughs> could have been themed as anything. It could have been themed as anything. That's true. This is a two to four, four player game designed by Doctor Steve Finn. Um, and is released by Yellow. Um, that has I've only seen this as Biblios, but apparently there are other releases uh, under different names called Scriptorium, yeah. Scripts and Scribes, um, and several others. But I believe Biblios is the one that you're going to come across in the states for sure. So this is a quick game. It's it's about 30 minute playtime. I'd say even less if you're really have played it before. It, it's easy to get. Uh, the rules under your belt and then be able to kind of run through this game. This is another one that I have seen. Biblios has been around since 2007. And I remember just hearing Biblios mentioned a lot here and there. You've probably heard it if you've done gaming for any amount of time, heard it referenced. But for whatever reason, I'd never played it until somewhat recently. I always thought it was a bigger game than it was. I didn't realize it was kind of a filler game. I thought it was more of an involved Euro-style game, and so when I played it for the first time, I was surprised at what it actually was. And I was happily surprised, but before we get into that, how do you actually play this, Alex? You don't. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I do not. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you how you do. You don't. All right. So this game is a it's essentially in an auction game is what it mostly boils down to. Uh, it, it's there's a deck of cards and there are five dice. Now, the goal of the game is to earn the most points from those five dice. Each of the five dice are colored. They're brown, blue, green, yellow and red. And they're supposed to represent uh, pigments, monks. Forbidden tomes, holy books, and manuscripts, and not necessarily in the same order that I read the colors. Could um, be anything. Could be bananas, really apples, be pears. It's very. It's, it's <laughs> it really doesn't what mean. It, it's what they're supposed to represent. But yeah. uh, <laughs> essentially, these are dice that are not going to be rolled. These are dice that are just there to indicate how many points each of those categories are worth. They will all start on a value of three, and they may change throughout the game. And I'll, I'll get to that when I get to that. Uh, so essentially, what you're trying to do is is earn cards that allow you to have the most in those certain values that allows you to earn that die. And if you earn that die, you get the points that are on that die. Uh, so other than those dice, you have the deck of cards. Now, the deck of cards is made up of basically three different types of cards. There are cards that have money on them. There are cards that have value, for color value on them. And there are cards that are... Uh, that allow you to change the value of the dice, or what they call church cards, uh, So if you're trying to get into a theme of it somehow. Uh, now, <laughs> in, in the start of the game, you're going to remove some cards, depending on how many people are playing, but you'll never have all the cards in there. There will always be a random chance that certain cards won't be in there, just so you can't basically count cards in a way. Uh, although, this isn't one of those games where you're 
counting all the cards. There's there's not definitely at no point in time will there ever be perfect knowledge. Uh, so what the 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 game essentially takes place in two phases one beginning phase which they call the gift phase uh, and then the second phase after the gift phase is done is the auction phase there are similar games that do uh, two phases like uh, for sale does a similar thing but uh, the, the beginning phase is the really interesting part so in this first gift phase after the deck has been prepped and shuffled uh Everybody's going to go around, and one at a time, they will uh, draw cards out equal to one more than the number of players. So, for example, in a three-player game, each player is going to, again, one at a time. So one person's going to be drawing cards, and they're going to draw four cards because it's a three-player game. So they'll draw four cards, but they'll do it one at a time. Uh, so they'll draw one card, and then they, when they draw these cards, they will look at it, and they will make a decision. Do I want to keep this? Do I want to give this to someone else? Or do I want to put this up for auction during the auction phase, which, again, is in the second half of the game? Uh, and they will do this one at a time. So after they've picked one, they've looked at it, they go, oh, I'm going to give this to player number A. Yes, I said number A. Uh, then they draw another <laughs> car. They go, ooh, I like this. I'm going to keep this for myself. Then they draw another one. Uh, they can't give it to player number A nor themselves because they've already given them. So they have to give one to everybody. That's themselves, one of the two other players, and the auction. So ever, so they're kind of making decisions. How good do I think this card is? Is this a really good card or is this a really bad card? If it's bad, I'll give it to one of the other players. If it's really good, I'll try to give it to myself. Or if I can't give it to myself, maybe I'll put it up for auction so that maybe I can get it during the auction phase. Uh, and so it just kind of works like that throughout throughout the game. And again, those cards were money. The money is useful during the auction phase. So the more money you have, the more play you have during the auction phase. The value card, the color value cards are basically numbered, um, well, depending on which one it is, they're either numbered one through two, and that's for green, orange, or yellow, whatever you want to call it, and red. Uh, they're either value one or value two. Uh, and then for the blue and brown, they're either value two, three, or four. Now, for each of those value cards, there's way more of the lower value cards than there are of the higher value cards. So uh, that can usually tell you how valuable it is or how often you're going to see that type of card. Basically, it's just going to keep going around. After someone's given out, gifted all of their cards, it goes to the next person, and they do the same thing. They look at uh, for one more card than there are a number of players, and it keeps going until that deck runs out. Uh, once the deck runs out, uh, everybody will get their cards, uh, look at them, and they go, all right, this is what I have to play with, and then it moves into the auction phase. And during the auction phase, that gi gigantic pile that everybody's put a card in multiple times gets shuffled and then starting with that same start player they will take it and they will flip over that first one and then an auction goes and then starting to the player to the left everyone will bid now how bidding works will depend on what card comes out so again uh, the remaining cards are either going to it's gonna either be the uh, money or value or uh, dice changing things uh, and if it if it is the dice changing cards or if it is the value cards, uh, you're basically going to be bidding using money. So it's like I will spend two coins for that or I'll spend four coins for that. Uh, when you bid with money, uh, basically you can bid whatever you want. You can't make change. So if you had a three card and you bid two and that's all you have are three cards, you're just going to end up overpaying. Uh, you can decide not to or you could have bluffed more than you have, but then there's a penalty to that. Usually people don't do that, uh, but it is totally possible, although the penalty is 
utterly severe. I just read it because I, I was like, huh, I wonder what the penalty is because I've never done it. It's like everyone yeah. takes a card from your hand and then you start yeah. the bit over without you in there. And it's just like, don't, don't, don't fail a bit. <laughs> don't basically. Do if it. you're going to bluff, yeah. make sure you are not going to come off on the raw raw end of that deal. Uh, so it, it keeps going around until there's only one person left in it and then they will get that card and add it to their hand uh, which could later be used to bid on more things. Uh, it, and then the other thing is, if a money card comes out, you can't really bid with money, really. You're not bidding with it. You're essentially bidding with cards. So this is you're going, oh, I will bid two cards to get that three-coin card or one card to get that two-coin card. Usually this is a time where it's just like, mm, I really don't think I want to be going for green anymore and I really need more money if I'm going to be able to get get the cards that I know are still in that auction deck. I know there's a four brown in there and I only have like two coins and I know they have way more money than me. I need to be able to get that. I'm just going to get rid of green. I'm giving up green. That's the kind of thing is what's going on there. And this continues until the auction uh, deck is run out. Uh, And then once that happens, everyone just looks at what's remaining in their hand uh, and whoever has the most value of and you'll just go down on whoever has the most value in brown will get the brown die whoever has the most value in blue gets the blue die and so on and so forth if there are ties i think there's uh letters on the bottom of each of the cards and whoever has the closest to the letter a i think is what it is there's it's weird yeah. tiebreaker things uh then who Adding up all the value you have on the dice, whoever has the most dice value wins the game. Again, ties will go in order of brown, blue, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And that is how that works. I did not mention how the uh, church cards work. Basically, the church cards cause the game to pause. At at any point in time, someone takes possession of one of those uh, dice-changing church cards. Uh, The game essentially takes a break, and the person who earned that card or was given that card uh, uses it. Now, the, the different types of cards could basically, they're like... Uh, add one to one of the dice values or subtract one to one of the dice values or add one to two different dice values or either add or subtract one to a dice value. And usually at that point in time, you're like, well, I've got I've got a good thing going with blue. I probably have a, a handle on that one, so I'll up blue. Or I don't have much red. I'm going to lower red. Or you may do a weird bluff thing where it's like I have a reasonable amount of green, but I, I'm going to lower it. For some reason. Now, you can, I, I think I've done that maybe once or twice, but you probably don't want to do that. Or maybe you're just trying to not give away what you do have. So if you do have a good thing going in blue, maybe you'll – and you think you've given away a little bit of blue to somebody else, you might lower it. It's it's really up to you how you do it. But uh, that is how those dice values will change, and that will happen as soon as someone takes ownership. And that's either in the gifting phase or in the auction phase. Anytime someone – uh, immediately earns that. That is when those dice change. But uh, other than that, that's basically it. Whoever has the most uh, total value in dice uh, wins the game. Did I miss something? There we go. I don't think I did. Uh, I do have one uh, the one thing I want to clarify because I think I might have played this differently. So in the um, in the phase when you're drawing, you're the active player and you're drawing, and you're choosing to keep the card, put it into the public space, which the other players will be able to pull from or put it in the auction, you said that you give the cards. Do you directly give them, or does do the players, based on turn order, get to choose which cards they want to pull from the public space? What the heck does that mean? I, I did not understand what you just said there. <laughs> all right, so all right, so it's your turn. You know, uh, there's three places you can put them. You can put the card, you can take one of the cards, 
You uh-huh. can put them in the auction, or you can mm-hmm. put them in the public space where per- other players um, will immediately get that card. Uh-huh. Right. So I think you said that you you would hand out the card to which player you want to give it to, right? Oh, maybe I've been playing it wrong. Because the way I've played it, or I was taught how to play it, um, and the way we played it was you put cards, you don't actively give a player another card. You, It's however many cards are extra based on how many players uh, are there. You put them in a, what's called the public space, and then based on turn order, they choose which one they want, and they pull oh. it out. Okay, that... Which, that is definitely what it says in the rule book, and I just looked now. I have been forever <laughs> playing this wrong, although I like it my way better, to be honest. Well, I'd actually like to try it. I'm kind of interested, because the benefit of the regular way is that you can kind of... Because this is a game where you're going you're gonna to want to pay attention to what people are grabbing, and there's no way to... I mean, that's the biggest way. What they decide to grab from the public space, you can be like, oh, he took a red card. Interesting. He's going after red. Or... Um, you know, whatever color he's going after, you can kind of start to get a sense of what they're going after. Um, but if you're giving it to them, you can basically tell them you are going after red. <laughs> so that is that's going to give you a little bit more agency to now, kind of drive now, their now direction. Now, mind you, so that's I mainly play two-player versions of this game, so it never really makes a ah. difference. It's the exact right. same game. <laughs> so, it's the exact so same the game same the way I'm playing it. Although for a three-player game or a four-player game, it's completely different. But uh, I don't. I think I've only played like two three-player games, so. Um, yeah, that's, uh, other than that, that was the only, the only distinction I have. And just to remind everybody, so there are these nice, big, chunky dice in this game that you are not going to roll at all. They are just (laughs) going to be manipulated to whatever face value they are going to be for points at the end of the game. Those are going to be up and down throughout the game. Certain colors are going to be up and down throughout the game, but you're going to want to roll them and there's, they look so satisfying to roll, but you're not going to roll them. So. (laughs) <laughs> just to clarify that, the dice are just point modifiers. Um, and the other thing to, to clarify is because of that, this is a pretty low-scoring game. So one of the things that I love about this game is that there are every point is worth going after. It, you're, the games that I've played have all been extremely tight games, and the, wins, uh, the win difference between first and second player point allocation has been one to usually one to three, but one to four maybe but it's usually been really really close and so if you could have gotten um another point or two you probably would have won the game or potentially tied it depending on the situation so every little point you can eke out makes a big difference excuse me um yeah biblios kind of blew me away i think this is one of gonna be one of our regular uh games i haven't played it with shelly yet because we haven't had the time, but I know she will probably really like this game. It does a few things that I didn't expect it to do and was happily surprised. One thing is the the auction phase was quite a fun surprise. You know, a- after you get through the first phase of the game and you switch over to straight up auction, you of course are doing uh, an auction like you would do any auction, but it feels like you've used all the information you have 
previously to inform how you should approach the auction. You've probably got your own strategy after you've played this a while, how you're going to do it. Like you have a lot of gold up front or you've got a lot of garbage cards. You can bid for gold during the auction to be able to purchase better cards. But you also kind of have a sense of what you think other players are going for. So you have this big strategy or these strategy options here to get in their way or snake a card out from under them or at least if nothing else, bid to drive up the cost of whatever they need to make it harder for them to fulfill their strategy. So it's, I've never played an auction component in a game this fun. <laughs> I feel like I, yeah. having, having that information beforehand changes it so much. It's still an auction, and if you like auctions, you're gonna love this, but it just adds another subtle layer to the auction that made this such a fun piece of the game. Yeah, and and all the all the knowledge you have beforehand really, really adds to like what kind of strategy you're gonna take during the auction. I mean, yeah. I, I've I've taken like the last two games I played, I took drastically different strategies during the auction phase. Like for the first the first one I played about two days ago, and by first I mean within the last week. Uh, basically, I took the strategy of I'm gonna run them out of money so that I win every single auction that comes out so like for the first like six or seven cards i'm just like i'll just i'll just i know they really want it i'll just up them a little bit and once i think that they, they've put enough into it i'll i'll let it go and they can have it and waste their money uh, and then i just kept doing that until like all of a sudden they kind of tipped their hand that they were like on their last three coins and it was just one card because <laughs> it's they they kind of had this ugh, the hesitancy about the next bit i'm just like oh Oh, you, you've oh, reached your limit at this point. Okay. So the next time a really good card comes out, I'm going to make sure you get it, bidding three, and then I just get all the rest of the cards. And, and it worked <laughs> worked really well. Uh, it could have it gone horrible if any more money would have come out during the auction. Uh, then they would have had a chance to kind of gain some back. But I made sure, nope, nope, I'm going to make sure that it – if it does come out, I'll pr hopefully I'll win it. But luckily, it was just a bunch of value cards, and so I was just like, "All right, I'll bid one. I get it. I'll bid one. I get it. Yeah, I'll bid one. I get." It. And it worked out so lovely, and it was perfect. Although it was a pretty close game, I think I only won by one point. But it the strategy worked, uh, and they they once they had no money left, they're like, I, "I'm I'm in a, I'm in a bind." And money didn't come out until like the last third to last or second to last card. Although the game after that. Uh, I had to take a com completely different strategy. I didn't have a lot of money in my hand. In fact, when I looked at my hand after the, the gifting phase, I had mostly ones and twos. I had no threes. And so I'm just like, I got a penny <laughs> pinch as much as I can. Well, yeah. I think we both had a different idea of what was going to be valuable on the dice. And eventually I realized, oh, she doesn't want any of these dice but green and blue. That's all she cares about. And I, luckily I knew that I had like blue locked down. I had like two fours, a three and a two. I'm like, yeah, there's no way she's beating me on this. So I, right, I right. had that, that information, but the fact that I knew she wasn't going for orange or red or brown, I'm like, all right, I can get these on the cheap because like an orange would come out. She'd be <laughs> like, pass. I'm like, I'll buy it for one, you know? And it's just like, yeah. you know, I, then I, I may not have won on having the highest value dice, but I got enough dice to make up for that fact. And that one I think I won by like two or three points. So like I, I, I nearly had brown. It just can't – I just didn't spend as much as I needed to at the end because I'm just like, mm, I only have a bunch of twos and I don't want to overpay. I don't know what's coming out in the last three cards. <laughs> I could have had brown if I would have just gone for it, uh, but uh, I didn't. So – 
but it, yeah, the different strategy you can take really, it, I, I, it's, I, I, of all the auction games I've played, I really like this one. There's, there's a lot of play to it. Yeah, it feels. It just feels like you. I mean, you you do. You have more information going into the, this auction, and so the. I don't know. It just feels fun. You never feel more sly and and directed than at least in than any other game I played as well, except in Biblios. A lot of auctions, you kind of know. Obviously, someone's going to bid on something, so you're like, oh well, clearly they want that. I will just mess with them and try to raise up the bid. Um, this one, you're like. I think they want that, and so I'm going to mess with them. But I also know – and th- well, there's also times, too, where you're like, I know they're bidding on that, and they don't want it. And so I'm just going to be like, yeah, take it. Go for it. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, no, you're not – oh, come on. And so the the inverse is good, too, where they're trying to play a game on you, and you can recognize it if you've been paying attention or are aware of it and, it and flip it on them, which is super fun. And it'll happen to you, too, but it's fun when it does. Um, yeah. Yeah, this game I, this game really blew me away. Yeah, I I also like the idea of of that as I mentioned before, knowing when to give up on something is that's always yeah. and and maybe not even giving up on something. Sometimes you just really need money and it's like, "All right, I've got it." Like I there were times during that game where I'm like, "I've got a good control on blue. Could I give up one of these blue? Do I have that much of control on blue? If I give up this blue too, do I still have it or or is that going to be the the tipping point if I give that up?" And it's just like, "I I have a lot of blue. I probably don't need that much, but it could be where you just gave up just too much and then someone else is going to take control of it." So, knowing how, you know, having a relative idea of how much control you think you have or based on what cards you've given away, what cards people taking, what cards people aren't bidding on is Every little bit of this gives up a little bit of information, and you're just like, okay, so they didn't bid on that red, so they don't want red, but then they ended up right. like three turns later, they bid it on bid on a red now. Okay, wait, did, yeah. were they just fooling me last time, or did they change their mind all of a sudden, <laughs> or like someone just earned one of those church cards, and now they've raised the raised the value of brown? Wait a minute, now they care about brown? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's super fun puzzle to um, like uh, it's kind of a memory puzzle to figure out it's not i mean it's not too bad you can definitely i guess if you had a perfect memory you could probably be exceptional at this game but there is room to fudge and have subterfuge and even if someone is perfect at counting cards um the last game i played was great in that way like i this game comes with a reference sheet that tells you exactly how much of each card type is there. And it's not going to be exact to the game because each game you remove a certain amount of cards to create um, some mystery and some variability there. But it tells you, like you just kind of were saying with when you had blue, you can know, uh, you can sort of see, okay, I've got this blue, I've got these numbers of blue. There's no way, even if all the blues were in, I can be beaten here. I don't have to worry about blue anymore. And I had that thought. I, I was sure I locked down three colors and i was i was like getting cocky about it a little bit i was i was already like preparing to be a gracious winner (laughs) i was was already like gonna be like hey great effort guys good game and my (laughs) and at the when we were counting up points out of nowhere one of the guys was playing with had red he had been he just happened to draw the reds when he was drawing cards and taking reds and i didn't i was unaware because enough were coming out i knew they had some reds but i had enough where i was pretty sure i had all of them and i thought between them they had maybe a couple couple reds but what was happening is he had all the other reds and i had 
a lot of reds as well, just not enough to edge him out. And so he had been secretly gathering them. And I, we were like, I was laying down my last point cards. I'm like, and red goes to me. Wait a minute. Oh, come on. <laughs> and so he had edged me out once again, one by like two points. And I had to give it to him because he played it really well. Um, the whole game. So there's definitely room for um, hiding some information from your opponents and playing it cool as you're doing the the previous phases of taking a card, giving uh, to the public space, and then putting it in the auction. So uh, speaking of that, so the first phase before the auction is actually pretty fun too because you can plan for the auction in that sense. So I knew most of the time you'll have a strategy you're starting in the first phase, of course, and so you can kind of plan towards that. You're not going to remember everything that's in the auction, but you can kind of have a sense of maybe as the game begins, like, okay, I put this card to the auction. I know that's a high-value red. It's going to be the last card. So if I end up going for red in the game, I should keep that in mind and save some money towards the end to get that to offset my strategy. You're not going to remember every card that's laid, but you can kind of know what's you've at least left in the auction down the road and try to incorporate that. So there's all these ways to sort of rig the system throughout the game in your favor, but it's also contingent on your memory. And like I said, unless you have a perfect memory, you're going to forget stuff. There's been games where I've been sure I knew what the last card was and not even close, not even at all. I don't even know what I was thinking. It's not even a, a color card. It's like a gold piece. And right. and so I, I had no idea. I was like, how did I not remember that? So um, it's that's also though I think a fun here, part of the game where you here, are misremembering things and here's have a question to for adapt you. to that. I think you may be yeah. playing something wrong. Are you shuffling the the auction deck after once the auction starts? Um, no. You should. Are be. you supposed to? <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> so we both did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I no. Okay, interesting. Um. I don't. Am, are we not now? I'm trying to remember. I know I, I was well, never in charge of talking, that. While you were talking, I looked were. that up. I'm just like, <laughs> did I get two things wrong? I didn't get two things wrong, and I didn't. You are supposed to, as soon as the the auction phase starts, you have to shuffle it. So there is no way of knowing what the last card or second to last card is, uh, but you yeah, do know sense, but... what's in there. So uh, like the last game I played, I knew I put a lot of brown in there, and it just wasn't showing up in the beginning. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my money up because I need it for that brown. That's apparently supposed to be coming out at any point in time and i just i didn't i didn't i didn't bid well enough to get it but i still won the game so <laughs> that's fine you know they could have been shuffling i was not running the games that i was playing <laughs> uh it was someone else's game and they were kind of running us all through it so i it very much could have been as we were talking and transitioning phases that he was just grabbing and quickly shuffling and then putting it back down i didn't even know <laughs> Didn't even notice. And that would explain why I was always stymied by the last <laughs> cards and being like, I'm sure I put that card there. Could have sworn. <laughs> Could have sworn it. So um, anyway, yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the details of the game. So uh, this game, the art is, you know, like, like Alex was saying, the theme it could be anything, but it is a cool theme that they did put on here. It's done well. And the art is really beautiful it's colorful those dice like i was saying are just big they're slightly oversized and um they just look cool and the categories that they're excuse me the categories that they're assigned to are beautifully uh painted it's all it's all hand painted style um so it just looks great and and i i i actually really appreciated it that it was that versus a lot of other things it's 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 uh i don't know there's something not calming is not the right word, but very rich in the artwork that feels um, that 
that uh, they obviously put some effort into it to have it at least look nice on the table, and, and it really does. So I appreciated that. Other than that, okay, so game uh, size. Let's get into that a bit, taking it out. Biblios is another game that comes in a pretty small box. It is... Uh, I don't know exactly like how. I, yeah, it, it looks like a small hardcover novel book, um, which is uh, intentional, obviously. But it's uh, something you could easily put, throw in a bag. It's a little too yeah. big, I'd say, for your pocket. It's but like eight um, inches you could by easily... five inches by like one and a half inches. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's, it's definitely about something the you could size easily... of a book. <laughs> <laughs> how many times do I have to say it? Well, why why aren't you uh, listening to me? <laughs> it's a drug that gives worms to your to ex your girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. Anyway, so it's easy. You could just easily grab it, ha- have it under your arm, or something like that. And so it's very totable in and of itself in the case. And I believe the I believe there's a little magnet closure too that kind of helps keep it shut, which is always helpful for games that are designed to be taken out. At least the copy that I was playing with had that, so that's always helpful. Um, table space itself so you're going to have the central tableau where the dice are going to sit on their little cardboard board and they're going to be just you know there there's a little kind of imagery on that that's about the same size of the box so it's about five by eight so really small right in the middle of the table and then you're going to have the draw deck and then you're going to have an area for um, cards that are going to be laid down throughout the first round and the auction phase of course so you're just going to have a space for laying out cards for however many other players there are of the cards the active players does not want they're going to have your own um, cards that you are gathering and then you are going to have a space for the auction deck as it grows throughout the first round and then the auction and the second round so just a little another area in the center that everyone can kind of reach or see of uh, two or three deck sizes worth of cards so not not that much so for yeah. total table space it's pretty great it's almost no space at all really and you don't yeah you don't even need that little cardboard thing it's just it's just there to keep yeah, it off the table it's just so it doesn't get too greasy yeah <laughs> yeah keep your gritty met your yeah keep that greasy spoon table grime off your beautiful dice um but uh, but it is nice, and I I like playing with it because it adds, does add a little bit of flavor to it for sure. It uh, it would still be fun to play, but I don't know the, the theme comes in slightly there, and that's nice to see. But uh, but yeah, that huge ten out of ten for marks for table space, absolutely. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, vibe. Let's say I I definitely think Biblios lends itself very well to taking out. It's it is thinky in the way where you do want to pay attention to what other people are doing because that's going to really help you figure out where you should be putting your efforts um if you should be going after one color or another or if you get one of the church cards that can bump up or bump down one of the dice uh you want to kind of be obviously you know what you're trying to do but you want to be kind of targeted to maybe negatively affect someone else and make sure they're not uh you're not beating you to a majority of that color so even within that, I still feel like you're not going to be obsessive about it. it oh, it's, no. it's the feel of it is very light, and in the sense that you're going to be like, I kind of have an idea of what you're going to do and what you're going to do, um, and you're not going to obsess about it. There's no 
analysis paralysis in this game that I really ran across ever. Yeah, the, I'd say the only analysis paralysis is probably, if anything, during like the auction phase of, oh, what cards am I going to yeah. give up? And that's that's about it. I mean, there might be a little when you're gifting things out. Ooh, who do I? It, it's usually a pretty quick decision. I like this. I'm going to give it there. The only times that you really hate are when when you've gotten a card and you're like, I would love to give this to myself, but I cannot. All right. Who yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that's about the only it, most for the most part. You're like, oh, well, you know, say la vie. Give it away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's fun. Like, like it's fun. There's a kind of a, a mini game that arises that I ended up playing just sort of uh, in that first phase where because you're drawing um, that many cards based on, you know, how many players there are. And, and then um, the you're going to be drawing a certain amount of cards. So you can you draw one and a lot of times it's like oh that's so good or no actually what how it goes it's like oh that's pretty good i could draw a lot of other garbage <laughs> cards do i want to take this and but you don't usually want to take the first one because there's always you know the probably the possibilities are so high that you're going to get more and better stuff that that's that's the fun part of playing like all right this time if i get a decent card i'm going to take it and then i'm just gonna and then i'm gonna go through the other amount of cards i'm going to draw and i'm either going to be super happy i did or i'm going to be super crushed that i didn't and i'm going to give them some good cards and so it's just kind of fun to see i, I i've gone I, I would just play a game of being like i'm going to try to just uh, experiment with taking the first card, not blindly, but if it is decent enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna just be happy with that. And then if whatever comes out, I will just remember that specifically. If there's better ones that come out, then I will know for sure. Okay, I've basically given him a really good red, and he's gonna be enticed to go after red. So I've kind of set him on the path there. Now I know whatever. So even if you're giving away good stuff, it's not totally detrimental to you. Yeah. Um, Okay, what else can we talk about here with uh, gameplay? Uh, what uh, was your experience? You played mostly two, mostly you've had a two few three-player games. I a while ago. It's been a while since I played the three-player game. I don't okay. think I've ever played a four-person game. Um, but yeah. I don't know how much I can say because I feel like this is one of those games where you don't really know what you're doing until your second game. Because I feel like every yeah, time I've sure. played this game, um, the person I'm playing with after the game is over, they're like. Oh, oh, that's that's how I should have been playing it. Wow, I wish I would have known that. Yeah, like, yeah. Even though I told them all the rules and and everything, there's still that moment of, <laughs> oh, I should have been I should have been holding onto those instead of holding onto those. Oh, but and so usually every time I've played this, it's been a man. I'll, I'll do better next time. Although we never play a next time. I think actually one time someone was so angry they're like, I don't want to play this game ever again just because they did so oh, really? poorly. Wow. Yeah. They 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 were not happy with I, they were fine with the game. They just they're just like, I, I if I had known that, I would have done that and they were just very angry and they didn't want to play it. <laughs> that is funny. That I've had that experience with um when I was learning to play this game, my that we played a three-player game and there was one guy who's a very good game player. He got skunked both times. <laughs> with nothing like he got nothing at the oh. end of the rounds and he was getting just furious i mean uh, the three of us play a, a lot of similar deep games and we enjoy those and i think i think what happened with him is he just he didn't acknowledge or wasn't uh, cognizant of exactly what colors the other ones where uh, other uh, two of us were going for and you don't exactly have to count cards you can just kind of see like if someone gets there's enough of those church cards out all of everyone's going to at least probably get one plus one card that they're going to augment a die up and most likely you're not going to just do it for one you don't want because you don't want to give your opponents points that they don't deserve 
So you're most likely to get a sense of what color they are interested in at least once. But I think um, he just didn't. He, I don't know. For whatever reason, he just got skunked <laughs> and went and was thought he had it. And then one or the other of us would be like, "Nope, I got one or two more than you." And he'd be like, "Ah!" And so, uh, really didn't. He enjoyed the game, but definitely was frustrated with the strategy. That was the first time he'd played it as well, and we played it back to back in that instance. And so I think it was also one of those things where if we'd played it again, maybe he would have been done better. Or in the future, I'm sure he'll do do better. Yeah. But. It can be frustrating, but the uh, the flip side of that, like a lot of these filler games, is it's over quick, and you can yeah, easily get into another round or do something else. So, I don't know. Even if even if you don't do well, I didn't I didn't win the two games that we played there. This other guy won. I came close to beating him twice. Uh, even though I didn't win, I really enjoyed it, and I kept thinking about it later. Like, what could I have done differently? And if I played him again, how was he doing things, and how could I have um, paid more attention to what he was going after? And so it definitely sticks with you in yeah. that in that it way. It sticks with you. I think it's light enough to stick with you, but not to personally. It it doesn't make me go, oh, man. It's sometimes, you know it's partially luck. Like, sometimes you just get the cards that you get the cards, and sometimes you just don't get right. the cards. And and so you you know you can be like, well, you know, if I would have gotten the four there, I probably would have had a better chance. In, and But, you know, it, it's nice to have, like, you, f- you have a lot of options as you're going through of, all right, do I really want to bid more or do I want to bid less? Or maybe maybe I shouldn't have given away. Maybe I if I get something that's a two gold, maybe I should just take it instead of getting stuck with all the one golds right at the end because I kept getting zonked every single time, you know? And <laughs> it's it's pretty, it's, it's light enough that you can kind of like, if you lose, you can kind of throw it off, but it still has enough bite to it so that when you're playing, you actually are kind of vested in it. And so that's, I like it. Yeah. I, I think it works really well with two players the few times I've played it with three I still think it has just as much tension uh, and I would assume it still works just as well for four I the I, I think the only thing that I would worry about is it being when you get up into higher player counts as you mentioned it's a, probably a little bit easier to not get any of the dice which probably can hurt a little bit more yeah uh, because there's only five dice in a five in a two-player game you're probably gonna get at least one maybe probably two uh, but with with four players, there's a probably a good chance you might not get any if you're not playing well enough. So, yeah, yeah, but I I think that's well. That's that's a good segue into like who would and would not like this. So I think um, people who don't want any luck or very little luck in their games wouldn't like this as much there isn't a ton but it is there like alex was saying on the draw sometimes you just draw well a lot of times you'll draw a really good card i feel like it's offset though that all players are going to probably draw some decent cards off the bat um in that phase because you know you're drawing up to uh however well at least um uh, three in a two-player game and then more for higher player counts it's but it's kind of up to you to decide that push your luck of do I take this card? Is this the best I'm going to draw? Um, so it's it is luck, but it's also I don't know. It's it's also manipulated slightly by you, but it, but it's definitely there. So I think if you're I don't know. I, I guess now that I'm saying that, I kind of feel like I'm taking it back because there is luck, but it's it's offset yeah. a bit by it's offset a your lot decision your to decisions. wait longer. Yeah. yeah. And so. Um, if uh, if you really want to roll those dice and you're not allowed, you're going to hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if you There's don't like auction games, and I know a number, I have a yeah. number of friends who just don't like auction games, this will not change your mind about auction games. Uh, it's 
it's pretty it's you know it's there's nothing new in the auction phase i think the interesting thing is that gifting phase is what this 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 really the new thing because it's if i were to compare it to for sale the auction part is basically the same except for you know you know it can go around and around but that that gifting phase is just so interesting of all right do i do i take this now or do i not and that's that's really the the cool thing so if you like auction games and you're looking for something a little bit different i think that's why you might want this game or if you just want something that's really nice and quick i think you'll probably like this game as well like i think those are two things if you want something that's nice and and kind of kind of meaty and pretty quick great game if you want if you like auction games and you're looking for something unique i think this is a great game uh and again two to four players uh i'm sure there's other games that play higher player counts but you know for i i don't think i've ever been like you know, oh, I can't, dang it, I can't bring Biblios, but, um, right, but it's it's still pretty. It's it's I I like it. Now the real question: Would my mom like this game? <laughs> I uh, I would think <laughs> no, but I, my thought is she probably wouldn't, and only because that I think the auction would. It, uh, the the other part would be engaging enough where it's kind of kind of fast and quick, but I think the auction of having to remember kind of the, what happened in the first round, even to a degree, but also, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the auction would be the deal breaker. Yeah, I I yeah I I am with you on that. I, again, I've never suggested that I play this with her, but yeah, <laughs> I I definitely think she would enjoy that first gifting round. That that would be I I know she would enjoy that, but that auction phase of wait, how much should I be bidding? Should I not be bidding that much? Or what card should I be getting rid of so that I can get this two coins? Like, She definitely wouldn't yeah. like that. And although this is a game you can easily talk over, and that's something that she usually looks for in games, uh, Like, it's easy to just have a nice conversation over it while things are being gifted out. Uh, but uh, there's just a bit too much tension in that Ooh, what a, ooh, how much should I bid? You know, there's the, and I, I can usually let that go, but I don't think my mom would enjoy that. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see. What else could we do with this bad boy? Um, bad boy. This uh, bad boy. The only thing I can think of is if you are looking for a game where you do roll dice, I think there's a dice <laughs> version of Biblios. <laughs> That's true. I have not played it. Have you played that? I have not played it. I think I've watched a playthrough. I think I watched Rado do a playthrough of it. Uh, it did look interesting. Uh, it's it's basically a dice version of Biblios, and uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I never see it out there. So it's not like something I'm like, oh, I'll just pick this up. It's it's a little bit harder to find, even though it came out in what 2015. So uh, I can't say too much about it, but I don't know. I if you if you're looking at this in game going ah oh, I really wish I could roll those dice uh, th- <laughs> maybe you should look into getting a Biblios dice yeah I I yeah I I can't say anything to that because <laughs> I don't know but um but yeah that, that's a good way of putting it if you really want to roll those dice get into yeah. the Biblios dice also but I think it's, it's really th- it's really oh, fun ahead. to say Biblios <laughs> yeah Biblios Biblios. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a, a high recommend for sure, and I think it it I, I would agree that if you're not into auction games, this might not be for you. But I also would say that it does give you more information than usual with auction games, and I at least felt much less pressure and felt felt less helpless in the auction than auctions can kind of 
be at least i think that's the biggest complaint it's like i i don't have a lot of agency here or it's kind of one note with auctions i felt that this definitely added more dynamics to make that more fun i, I really enjoyed the auctions here and I, i'm not a huge fan of auction games so take that for what you will but other than that definitely recommend biblios for sure yeah good point so, I like that. all right all right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for us. We are going to uh, shave the rest of our heads to match our bald pates. I, I <laughs> didn't shave any of become... my head. What? We had a <laughs> pact. I don't, Dang it. I think I missed that text message. I Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, all right. Well, all right. I'm, I'm just going to be the only one getting weird looks for the rest of the month. But uh, oh, maybe I can incorporate it into a Halloween costume. I don't know. Totally. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Anyway, if you guys want to reach out to us or let your, us know your thoughts about Biblios or uh, any other games or games you want us to throw on the list of uh, games to review for this series, we'd love to hear from you. You can get a hold of us on Twitter at Chits and Chat. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and find our, our scroll down to Chits and Chat and fill out our comment form. Shoot that off to us, and we will read it and incorporate it and hold it up as a... <laughs> hold it up to the sun knowing that we are validated as podcast hosts <laughs> yes <laughs> and enshrine it some way but uh we'd love to hear from you and until next time we will see you guys in the next one adios